0: Welcome to The Kid Is In School, where we talk about whatever we want, since our kid is not here to interrupt us. But we don't have a lot of time before the bell rings, so let's get right into it. Let's all go to the lobby. I want to talk about movies today. I don't think we have the rights to that song, by the way. Well, I didn't sing
1: too much of it. I know. Is that enough? Is that just short enough? Just short enough that we can do it. (laughs)
0: The funny thing is I used to sing Let's All Go to the Movies to that tune. So I never really knew the words until I looked it up recently.
1: But uh, all I know is that when you sing that song or I hear that song, I just think of like a dancing hot dog. And <laughs> Popcorn. One, one that's taken like a little strut to yes. the lobby. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, and I am a huge fan of movie snacks. In fact, I will make a meal out of the movie options, even though it's not a meal I would pick for myself in my house.
1: I, I would venture to say nobody's had... Uh, Many of these candy options ever outside of the movie theater. What's the What's the little ones that are the
0: cookie dough bites?
1: No, these are like Good and Plenty's.
0: Oh yeah, those yeah. little Juju bees or Mike and Ike. They're yeah. all the same, like gumdrop in the shape of a capsule.
1: Yeah, but a hard gumdrop. It's not like you know they make vitamin gummies now, right? And they're always really soft. These are almost. <laughs> crunchy There's- vitamin
0: gummies are supposed to break down in your body to help it and then i think the mike and ike are supposed to stay the same shape so that they can go right through you I,
1: you know what i don't know how this hasn't happened already that like good and plenty or mike and ike's haven't come <laughs> out with their own vitamins
0: it wasn't no you know what it was it was a conspiracy with the american dental association to pull out your loose tooth yeah. like a kid you just take your kid to the movie theater and give him some of those I always avoided those, by the way, for two reasons. One, like you're talking about, too freaking hard. Mm -hmm. And number two, they were always used as an example at my local pharmacy of how drugs can be confused with candy. So there would be a picture of the pink and white candy next to prescription pills and something like, if your kid can't tell the difference. I don't know what the point was, but it scared me straight. I never touched those gumdrops. Well, there used to be uh, a lot more pills that look like that. I feel
1: like the the capsules which was like this plastic outside with one side was clear and one side was red or purple Not or to pink. correct you but
0: it, it wasn't cap- plastic it had to dissolve in your body.
1: Well, that's true. I guess it's not it's something. But you're right. It was firm it was. like it
0: was firm and malleable yeah. like plastic. Go on.
1: Yeah. What what is it
0: though? <laughs> if it wasn't plastic, what was it? It was uh Maybe glycerin. Uh, I don't know. I don't we're not know. we're not chemists here, but um, but this is a fun guessing game. Yeah. <laughs> Luke and Abby guess at scientific properties.
1: That's what the whole episode is going to be. I was like, "What was this made of? <laughs> if it's not plastic, what is it?" I can tell you right
0: now, Smarties was made from sidewalk chalk.
1: Oh, there we go. The, the, <laughs> but just slightly colored versions. Of yeah, yeah, chalk. different colors for the They're kids. Different colors. It's not just the white ones. Yeah, uh, Smarties are pretty bad. They um, look
0: like tablets too. What is did. the deal
1: with candy looking like drugs? It's everything. It's you know big pharma. Yep, probably sponsors all these. <laughs> they get them young. Owns them.
0: So, my, what were your mov- favorite movie snacks? I didn't tell you mine. Mine weren't candy, but go on. I well, mine yours. would
1: have been candy. Junior Mints were number one probably on the list, and I pretty much only had it there. Occasionally, I would have it somewhere else, but probably on a movie night because Blockbuster used to. When you would go rent movies, rent the DVD, they had movie snacks at the checkout counter. That's right. Counter, so you could get the things that you normally would get at a movie theater Do there. you
0: remember if the price of the candy was the same as the grocery store? Because I always felt like I was saving more by getting candy in a different location than either a movie theater or a blockbuster.
1: Well, I, I don't know that I ever saw some of these candies at the grocery store, but... I do know there's some candies that we would get ahead of time and not it was all called sneaking it in
0: yeah of course like uh get your big pockets
1: I know like we're some uh, Pablo Escobar sneaking (laughs) this in and it was but it would be stuff like M&M's stuff that I know you can get at any CVS or a grocery store. Um, I don't remember things like Junior Men's or Mike and Ike's. I mean, I never got Mike
0: well, and. Well, M&Ms really. were in a paper pouch at the drugstore and they were in a box at the movie theater. So yes. you really wanted that the sound of the clanking inside the box. I liked Raisinets. Did you do those?
1: The Raisinets were good, yeah. What was
0: the it was a, a chocolate-covered peanut called Goober? Is that right? Oh,
1: there is something called goober, but I'm not sure if that's what it was. It yeah. didn't
0: I didn't like those. Anyway, I was I maybe in my adulthood, I got into pretzel nuggets dipped in cheese. So I wanted nacho cheese on my there's chicken nugget option, there's like pepperoni pizza bite option sometimes. So like anything you can microwave or find at a gas station, that's what I want for my movie. That is pretty gross. Like what? I, I well, because I, I don't even think that was something
1: that would enter my consciousness about movie theater food because that came along later like I, I guess i go back to childhood which is popcorn and candy right and then the pretzels and hot dogs and you you know those type of things seemed to come along maybe when i was in junior high or
0: yeah high school. you were still a kid in junior high yeah so i remember when chocolate covered cookie dough bites came out and that was just too extravagant yeah, <laughs> I it, felt like a gourmand. If I, I got those. A gourmand. I, <laughs> I first of all, I have no idea what that is. I don't know either. I know. It, I think I'm using it right though. I, it sounds like uh,
1: you know, in some languages, there's the feminine and the, the masculine. Uh-huh. It sounds like the masculine of gourmet.
0: Well, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Back to your your Duolingo on YouTube yes let luke teach you what he thinks he knows about language i'm teaching you about plastics chemistry and language <laughs> the masculine and feminine of two unrelated words yes.
1: gourmand <laughs> is it gourmand or is there a d at the end
0: there's a d at the end but i don't know if you're supposed to pronounce it i don't i have no idea if that's what language we're talking i about wish peppy lepew had taught us better as kids so, anywho. <laughs> I think he taught us too much as kids. Let's talk about movies that scared us as a kid. Okay. There's one. I didn't actually see this one in the theater, but it came out at the time I would have gone to the movies. It was called Return to Oz, and okay. it was the, supposed to be some kind of you know, sequel to The Wizard of Oz, but it didn't star, obviously, Judy Garland.
1: No, it's, isn't that uh, one girl from um, The Waterboy?
0: Oh, she might be in that, yes. I know her from <laughs> Practical Magic, I think. Yeah, I always confuse Practical Magic and The Heathers. But anyway, this actress, <laughs> the, Feruza Bach. We're, yeah, we're, we're connect- I, I always
1: think Veruca Salt.
0: Veruca Salt, is the, she looks a lot like Feruza Bach anyway. They look like Highlanders if you look at them side by side. But Veruca Salt was a character from the Willy Wonka movie, and this is an actual actress's name who's in this scary movie. But anyway, you should do the side by side. I'll show it to you before I put it on Instagram. Um, There were characters called the Wheelies. It was kind of this nightmare trope or nightmare style movie. Did you see it as a kid?
1: I've never seen it. Okay.
0: Well, I'm not going to do it justice by describing it because once I saw it as a kid, I avoided it the rest of my life.
1: I'm aware of the movie because I've seen images of it or like a little brief trailer or something like that, but I've never watched the movie. Mm -hmm. And I also think you're too young for that movie. I feel like that came out in 19... 80 or late 70s early really yeah it wasn't like a 1990 or anything
0: well you know if you had the disney channel as a kid and i was privileged enough to have it you things like that would come you know whenever they came
1: that well that's true i i actually saw that any scary movie i saw as a kid would have been on television i wasn't allowed to go to the movies like that and see scary movies I mean, I had to sneak into a, hey, Sinbad movie. So I definitely uh, was not allowed to see scary movies. But there was a couple that came on. And both of them were at my grandma's house, my mom's mom, who was kind of a mean lady anyway. And it was never a super fun experience at her house. She's a
0: scary movie in and of herself. She was.
1: She was. And also, she had a TV that she put on whatever station she put on mm-hmm. and I. she would get upset with me if I changed it, even if she wasn't in the room. She would be not in the room at all uh-huh. for hours. But if I changed the channel, you're not supposed to be doing that. So there was a movie that came on and she lived in Illinois. So it was WGN, which is out of Chicago. And they had... The World Grandma Network. The World Grandma Network. Um, she it had it on there and it was um i think it was called dreamscape which is also a movie that's early 80s mm-hmm. but was coming on television and it's um Dennis Quaid's in it hmm. and he goes in i don't i don't mean i was so young i don't know the actual plot and i've never watched it since <laughs> But you, he goes inside people's dreams. Okay. Like maybe he's a psychologist or something like, figured out some way to go inside of people's minds and dreams. Wow. I guess the bad guy in this movie turns himself into a snake man. Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm spoiling it just to save people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want you to have to see this movie. We're sparing you nightmares. And so uh, the guy's turns into a giant snake and it's like that um, stop motion right. type of thing mm-hmm. and it looks like a cobra head but mm-hmm. also like a man's face and it's terrifying I mean I had I literally had nightmares for years Aww. about this and he cuts off the snake's head at one point Ooh, gruesome. it's gruesome it's gruesome and terrifying
0: this reminds me of that scene in Beetlejuice did that freak you out when he turned into a sand monster or when they did a combo Michael Keaton face plus sand monster body
1: that one I saw a little bit later okay uh, my brother rented it so my brother's a lot older than me he's you know 17 18 years older than me so i would go visit him and he would kind of let me watch whatever
0: Mm -hmm.
1: whereas and i think he let his own kids kind of watch stuff younger than they probably should have but my parents never you know well also his parents but our parents did not let us watch stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i saw beetlejuice at his place Mm -hmm. i saw batman with his wife uh, not Batman's wife, but my brother's wife. Batman my, didn't have a wife. Yes, my sister-in-law. She took me to see Batman in 1989 at the movie theaters, and so I was young, young. And I, the reason I she let me see it because it was PG-13. This is another one of those type of sneak in moments, like mm-hmm. I had with the Sinbad movie. Was she said, "I don't know, it's PG-13. I don't know if I should take you to that. And your you know mom and dad might not like that." And I said, "They let me see." aliens and is that true i was incorrect about the title they let me see war of the worlds from like the 1950s <laughs> black and white just the alien ship moving along and so she knew the movie alien i'm not sure if i said alien or aliens but either one both those movies are like rated r oh the first one's a straight up horror movie uh-huh and she's like, "Well, if they let you see that, then you can see this."
0: <laughs> did you? Know, well, anyway, I wonder. Did you know in the moment you had gotten that wrong, or did you just know after the fact? It's so long ago I can't remember whether or not I was lying, <laughs> mm-hmm. or if I just thought I've War of the World. I've seen a very scary movie already. It's called Alien. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I love that War of the Worlds was the horror film for you as a kid. Oh, <laughs> it was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so um there was wasn't there another movie um with michael j fox that you either weren't allowed to see but you snuck to see
1: oh there was some, no the only thing with michael j fox was there was some movie and it was called doc hollywood
0: oh yeah i've seen doc hollywood. doc
1: hollywood i believe is the movie and it came on um so occasionally there would be free trials of hbo that would just come on your cable nice television and so we must have had that and i was a teenager when this happened it came on the television and there's a scene where there is a topless woman oh wow and i was like i couldn't believe it and like nobody was in the room when mm-hmm. this was happening i was like uh, oh, there's boobs on the screen <laughs> and just I, I is remember, anybody seeing this I know it was, it was fear and excitement at the same time because what, what if somebody walks in they're gonna think feeling. I'm I turned this on and I didn't know I, it just happened oh you were by yourself yes but I wasn't alone in the house and yeah yeah we only had television in the living room at that time so and I know Things change uh, through the years where people start having televisions in their rooms. Yeah, the
0: concept of out. no privacy while you're viewing something is some is specific to our generation, I think, and earlier. Because <laughs> if you have VR goggles, nobody can see what you're looking at. Or if you have a tiny phone screen or an iPad that you can hide under a blanket, that's a little different. But you know, in our house, if it was one viewer like the television playing, then yeah, anybody could walk in.
1: Yeah. Although now I'm going to be uh, on the lookout for. Our daughter watching something with a blanket over her head. Well,
0: that's why they have controls for these apps, you know. People people thought two steps ahead. But I th- I say bring back the publicly broadcasted private moments.
1: Yeah. Let's
0: <laughs> just get a projector screen in the house.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? There's o- it, As screens get bigger, there's only so much. You have to have a certain amount of room mm-hmm. to be able to see a television. And it would look really weird to have like a 70-inch... Television inside a kid's room it or basically would. the whole wall.
0: Do you know I just had a flashback? This is so embarrassing slash funny. But I was cat sitting for a gentleman in high school. He I think I don't remember how I knew him. Maybe he was a teacher at my school, maybe not. But I was just taking care of his cat while he was on vacation and I discovered, okay, I think I was in college now. Now that I think about it.
1: It was last summer. It was yesterday.
0: No, no, no. The reason I'm going to, I know that it was in college was because he had these large circular technology called Betamax disks. Do you know those?
1: So I think you're mixing two technologies. Oh. So there is laser disks, which are, they're about the size of a record,
0: but they look like a CD. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking
1: of. And Betamax was a VHS competitor. Which, we had Betamax when I was a kid. Okay. Instead of VHS. It took a long time before we got VHS. Uh, and that would have been an earlier 80s. Now, both of them are actually 80s technology. So, you could have been much younger than was. I wasn't.
0: I know, because nobody would let me in the 1980s take care of their cat. So, I was, you know, a young, if late teens or a young adult. But... I found laser discs in his house and I was watching them because I could stay as long as I liked to keep the cat company. And some were movies, but one was a, you know, they call it soft. One was a gentle adult film
1: okay. <laughs> <It was laughs> A gentle
0: I think it's You know this, is, this podcast Is for general audiences So I'm not going to go into detail But truly there were no details I remember you know Saxophone music And um, you know Fully dressed people But
1: <laughs> that's, that's the part you remember And then everything get, gets dark <laughs> You remember seeing no, it stars was, and... It was
0: certainly supposed to be sensual And I think it was supposed to put a couple in the mood But it did not feature anything graphic okay. But I, obviously I was curious so I was like how, how dirty does this get? They didn't get that dirty, but when you're <laughs> you talk- actually just
1: saw a Kenny G video that he had <laughs> on Laserdisc.
0: <laughs> That's probably it, but <laughs> the, the The fear that i felt you know because this guy if he had laser discs he had i would assume security cameras i don't know for sure but i just felt like there was a lot of technology there was like a security system that you had to push the buttons and so i put everything back the way it was but i remember being so afraid of like oh no what if he sees me watching this very strange you know how asmr videos come across as a little uncomfortable a little too intimate that's what this video felt like it was like There's no plot point here. It's just saxophone music and like fade-ins and fade-outs of, you know, people being romantic, (laughs) like having wine. This is like the Vegas movie ever. Yeah. (laughs) That is one of the times where I felt the most worried that someone would catch me doing something (laughs) wrong if you will <laughs>
1: I like that you accidentally see something first of all if anybody did something wrong it's this dude
0: for <laughs> well, having does he this he has this freaky laser disc <laughs> yeah
1: and is he some sort of collector laser discs were so unpopular that it's amazing that you I've never seen any in person and I've never actually known somebody that had them actually maybe I did see one in person I think a school had them like in my elementary school might have had a laser disc mm-hmm and we might have seen it once, you know. Other than that, it's usually VHS because it was not a technology that really took up. They're kind of precursors to DVDs, and, right? And CDs, you know, that were
0: right. They went in like a CD in a giant player. And the only reason I know how to how I figured his out was because I had a friend in college who owned one, so I watched him do his. So, <laughs> otherwise, I can't imagine how I would have known to use this guy's. I wouldn't even know what a laser disc was, so I had to have been it at just least looks twenty.
1: Like a, it looks like a giant CD I, I, I in mean, a record.
0: Yeah, you're right. You in were, a record if box. If you
1: were twenty, I this this 20. La- laser disc was like ten or fifteen years old because they they're an early eighties technology.
0: <gasps> I apologize for the haziness of my memory. Yeah. I you were in college. in I, the I Still 2000s. don't even remember <laughs> who
1: this guy was. <laughs> we already had DVDs by this point.
0: <laughs> my life is like Forrest Gump. I run into a lot of random people and do random odd jobs for them, and that was one. <laughs> Did you love a certain action hero as a kid? Oh, yeah. Well, as a kid is a little bit
1: different than when I got older. Because as a kid, like Batman, you know, seeing that was a big deal. Big deal movie. And Batman was, I love that uh, character. I like Ninja Turtles. So as a kid, the action... <laughs> Your heroes were fictional characters. They, they were fictional characters. Or Superman or whatever. So they weren't... A particular actor that you were going to see yes michael keaton played batman but you we were going to see batman we, we didn't care about seeing bruce wayne that's was,
0: hilarious i i only liked it because of michael keaton well you he probably, was mr mom he was beetlejuice is
1: michael keaton you see i would i would say first of all mr mom is very obscure compared especially now <laughs> i think it's only available on laser disc it's awesome and so but beetlejuice again that's a character where he is buried beneath makeup and you don't think this is Michael Keaton. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we watched movies differently. Apparently. Because my favorite action hero was Diane Keaton. <laughs> you like Michael Keaton. I like her in Baby Boom. Luke does oh, not boy. like my 1980s references, but excuse me, that is when we either paid for or borrowed HBO. So we got a lot of movies from the 80s. We got batteries not included. Or the other ones I watched on a loop. Short circuit two. <laughs> Yeah, we would short
1: circuit and short circuit too. If
0: they came on TV, we would record them so that we could, you know, essentially beat Blockbuster. The, well,
1: that's what happened with us. Is that um, we? I don't know how this happened exactly, but we would rent a movie, and then we would record the movie off of the rental. Oh and
0: wow! S- I didn't know that's a special machine, right? Yeah,
1: maybe, but maybe we had something where it was like. Maybe we just recorded it off of television. I was so young. That we it started, recorded
0: it off of television. I, there's, a, there's a record button on your VCR. Maybe, maybe
1: that's what it was. Because we had them on Betamax, mm-hmm. you know, like I said before. And so I know that we had, had different Betamax tapes that had movies on them like Back to the Future which somehow we had Back to the Future on that excellent choice um, also we had Ziggy's Christmas which is not a movie but it was a television special
0: cartoon <laughs> oh I loved specials for yeah. holidays <laughs> we had
1: some of those and so it probably still has the commercials from whatever year that was 87, 88 mm-hmm. and Ziggy's Christmas special probably it's like only available on that one Betamax that we have somewhere in a closet because mm-hmm. uh, I've never seen it again since so uh, being an action hero, as I got older, Schwarzenegger and uh, Stallone were definitely ones where I was going back and watching movies that I had not seen as oh. a kid because uh-huh. I remember seeing the commercial for Predator, but I, I, there's no way I was going to see a rated R movie if I couldn't if I was lying to see PG. 13 movies. I wasn't
0: going to get to see a rated R movie. The buckets you would sweat. Just, you break down at the ticket taker. Look, I'm not of age, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell my dad, sir. I'm not 13.
1: <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, action, as we got, as I got a little bit older, like high school and such, The Matrix, I guess you could say Keanu Reeves was a kind of an action hero, but I really liked the movie itself more than... The action hero.
0: Right, right. I wonder, when did you have your growth spurt?
1: Um, I don't know that I had a, just one in particular growth spurt, because I know like at 16, I was already 5'11", because that was on my first okay. driver's license. so that's
0: kind of tall. And you weren't pretending to be older at any point in your life?
1: No, never in my life have I tried to pretend to be older. <laughs>
0: he kept it. Even today. I'm still, I'm still not. I'm a Hollywood
1: 29. <laughs>
0: He refuses to age. He, him and Dick Clark, yeah. who's now the world's deadest teenager. <laughs> the deadest teenager? That's... Isn't that his nickname? Then the world's oldest... Oh, no, the world's youngest teenager? No, his, his catchphrase was he's the world's oldest teenager, right? I don't... Because he's young at heart. I don't know. Dick,
1: Dick Clark was so old when I was a kid. Oh, man. So, like, you're, you're... He was not in my consciousness.
0: That's so funny to me. I don't think I ever know how old anybody is, including Sherry Lewis, because you see them and their work from the whole... Even Carol Burnett. Like, you see all of the span of their work as a kid if you grew up watching television. So, you see, like, the black and white version of them, the 1980s soft edges version of them, and then, you know, the 90s. Anyway.
1: The world's oldest teenager sounds like it's two insults. (laughs) Like, you're super old, and you're also dumb and immature.
0: I'm going to look up Dick Clark and teenager just so I know uh, what his actual nickname was so that we don't insult his memory. I but don't know. uh but it was just um I don't know. The World's Dead this teenager is not a very nice. <laughs> this isn't the Halloween episode.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I feel like there's like a little dip in what an action hero was even at the time. Dick Clark definitely wasn't one. Um I think that uh <laughs> Maybe. He almost
0: qualifies as my favorite action yeah. hero.
1: But the, I feel like in the late 90s, there's kind of like this dip in what an action hero was. Because in the 80s, it was Schwarzenegger, who was literally like the greatest bodybuilder ever. Right. And uh, you had Stallone, who transformed his body from Rocky, which was in shape, to being basically a bodybuilder physique in the 80s with Rambo and Rocky III. Right. And the late 90s, we've got... Keanu Reeves we've got Nick Cage is in like The Rock. Also Sean Connery makes this comeback as an action hero where yeah. he's in his 60s maybe at that time where he was uh in The Rock.
0: But does Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade count as action hero?
1: Yeah, he was. Harrison in
0: Ford does all the action.
1: Well, Harrison Ford was one of I guess Harrison Ford would maybe be that action hero that's kind of In that time frame and kind of spanning through the 90s, that wasn't jacked. Right. Well,
0: I haven't heard you say Bruce Willis yet, but that was like my prototype for an action hero. Yeah, Bruce Willis,
1: I mean, I feel like he was, but he also was just in Die Hard. I don't feel like there was a lot of, I guess he was in, like... There were
0: 18 diehards.
1: There was, but, like, you know...
0: I guess that's like calling Vin Diesel an action hero. (laughs) uh,
1: Well, which, by the way, he would call himself that, I think. I think that you're... If he heard you laughing at the very idea that he's an action hero... I don't know
0: what I categorize him as. I just don't think... The action is the car. The cars are
1: doing the movement. You're just sitting in it. I mean, he was in, like, whatever the movie, Pitch Black and different stuff. So, he was... It, but Vin Diesel was somebody who was at least uh, more muscular. You know? <laughs> Harrison Ford was not.
0: You're right. I think I like the non-strapping action hero, or maybe just the leading man. You have to have a ton of charisma on the on the big screen for me. Yeah. Will Smith.
1: You like an, you like Jimmy an action Stewart. hero with a. Sweater, turtleneck
0: here. Cary Grant wearing a three-piece suit. It was always fun to see those Hitchcock movies where the guys would not have all the layers of clothing on and you'd see how out of shape they were. And just like, that was acceptable back then. Well, it is. isn't. Uh, there was a moment in my life where
1: Hitchcock movies, I loved watching Hitchcock movies. And so um I would watch Rear Window, mm-hmm. Vertigo. And in one of those, uh, you see Jimmy Stewart, who has got to be in his 50s by the time he's doing Hitchcock movies, uh, where it's like, oh, he's, he's kind of just a scrawny, skinny man, and he's not well built. Uh, certainly- it was the
0: body positivity <laughs> we're striving for today. It yeah. was just, you know how you, there's an Instagram trend right now. This is me Photoshop, but this is me without Photoshop, and that's what he was doing back then.
1: You know what he looks like? The Photoshop version of Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, in the very first Captain America movie, they actually CGI'd a scrawny body. Okay. For uh, Chris Evans. Wow. That's what Jimmy Stewart looks like. The
0: standards he, have changed, I must it. say. They. <laughs> you have to have. <laughs> he had. He had to get computer gener, gen. What is it called? Computer generated. generated. Yeah. Enhancement just to look like an average person slash scrawny old man.
1: Yes. Well, they they flip it. Well, also, I don't think that. Uh, Cary Grant or any of these old actors were going through and taking steroids and human growth hormone to be an action hero.
0: By the way, I'm thinking of Benjamin Button and how close it looks like Gollum in my mind. You know, like CGI has come a long way. (laughs) Every time we go backwards in time to see its introductory versions, it's always very laughable.
1: Yeah, CGI is a weird thing too, because there are some that looks very good, but a lot of times it just looks like a cartoon. And I, if you're gonna do that, just do Roger Rabbit.
0: Oh, I you know, love Roger an, Rabbit, an actual
1: cartoon, <laughs> in, uh, amongst uh, actual human beings.
0: I don't know that they did this for Roger Rabbit, but I don't think people were wearing green body suits and having green tennis balls hanging in front of them to interact around. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. So how the fact they did it. that they could react to being smooched by Roger Rabbit, for example, good old Bob Hoskins, um, I thought that was pretty impressive. If you go back and watch that one, it still holds up. What's a movie that doesn't hold up for you?
1: Oh, well, there's probably plenty. So uh, at one point, I got into Woody Allen
0: movies. (laughs) You mentioned all the problematic people. Hitchcock, Woody Allen. Hitchcock's problematic? He is.
1: I didn't know that one. Uh, I mean, he was dead 20 or 30 years before I was born or something like that. So I (laughs) I don't know that I was looking into his past. But Woody Allen, so one of the... Things that got me really excited about moving to New York was watching the movie Manhattan, mm-hmm. and I haven't really seen it in almost twenty years now. But really, wow. well, maybe maybe ten, ten, fifteen, or something like that. But it's a beautiful portrayal of New York City. But the film itself is disturbing in retrospect because it's Woody Allen, who's got to be one in his forties when he's making this film, mm-hmm. and his—he's another
0: one whose age I can't tell because he's always had the same hairstyle. He kind of
1: always looked the same. But his girlfriend in that movie is in high school.
0: Mariel Hemingway? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 wasn't she 15 when she was cast or 16 or 17?
1: She's young. She's younger than 18 for sure. Barf. And so, and I don't even think she's playing an 18 year old. I think she is playing like a 16 year old or something like that. And so, and it's not treated that way. (gasps) I know. I I almost have to see it again to like know what the storyline is because what stood out about that movie Mm -hmm. wasn't the plot line, it Mm -hmm. was more of like these beautiful shots of New York city. And at that time I had, when I first saw it, I was thinking, "Uh, I want to move to New York. I want to be a comedian. And so it it struck me for that. But then knowing
0: now what the storyline was, you know, and how the characters had to play his, his, uh, he's at dinner with this child and his friends are his age and they're having, it's on a dinner date and they're just like, geez, what's he trying to prove by getting a younger person? And I'm just like, the fact that these actors had to pretend it was normal, but a little embarrassing. You know what I mean? Instead of just morally reprehensible or scary or sad for this person. The
1: movie should have been Woody Allen shows up to the dinner party with a 16-year-old or 15-year-old, whatever she is. All the friends go, we're not going to... Stay here with this. Do
0: and then think. Chris Hansen walks in and says, ah, yeah. sit down and get comfortable for a what, moment. What were you trying to do here? Yeah, you know? <laughs> He pulls out yeah. printed out texts of their chat. Yeah. He just brings out the screenplay. Um, yeah. so- <laughs> Chris Hansen in the, in the late 70s, early 80s had to just pull out the screenplay. Yeah. That's great. So
1: Woody, you? you wrote this down. What did you
0: mean by this statement? Yeah. That reminds me of how race was treated. I was I'm enjoying some old episodes of Columbo, but in two no, in the same episode, the excellent one starring Johnny Cash, um Colombo checks up on um, a fabric maker, and she, he says, "You know, what's this parachute?s Were they made of silks?" And she says, "No, nobody, nobody likes quality content. Even our own people don't like quality fabrics anymore." And I'm like, "By our own people? Does she mean white people?" I wasn't sure. But then, in another scene, he checks up on some I don't know army sergeant. He's some high ranking army official, and the guy goes uh that old soldier what did he become and he goes oh he became a country western star he's referring to uh johnny cash's character and he goes oh country western good thing it wasn't like that degenerate music like the twist and i'm like chubby checker made the (laughs) twist is this about black people it's just hard to say you know but that stuff just washes over you and maybe those characters are supposed to be like the cranks the outliers the not hip not with it people but still it's kind of like that's racist. Oh
1: yeah. Well, there is certainly things that I, as a child, did not realize. Ooh, this is a little bit. Uh, there's a movie called The Ugly Dachshund. Yes. And it's got Dean Jones, who did a lot of Disney movies back in the day. Yeah, I know. Dean it's very. Jones. There's a. It's a funny premise, which is this, especially for kids, which is a um, Great Dane gets raised with a bunch of dachshunds, mm-hmm. so he thinks he's a dachshund. Right, so he thinks it's a little dog.
0: Fish out of water story,
1: but there is a point in the film where there is an Asian man Mm. who is that stereotypical uh, making fun of Asian people of that 1960s era, where right uh, they
0: make fun of the dialect and the appearance.
1: Yes, and so the man's frightened by the dog, and he's calling it a lion, but. There.
0: oh my goodness he he can't even tell that it's a dog They're, he's referring uh, yes. to it as and a it, completely it, different and it, animal I, and I
1: don't know that the, the speech pattern that is used there where they replace L's and R's but they do that and it's just like oh, shame 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 where as a kid we didn't know oh this is not okay
0: well yeah the Christmas story and when they did the Christmas story live mm-hmm. which is a great Christmas classic in our house at least uh, I'm looking at ornaments from that film right now um, they you know they the supposedly humorous ending was them eating in a Chinese restaurant and the way they sing the song they redid it live and I thought they better cut this part out and fortunately they did mm-hmm. and then in the new remake or the sequel a Christmas story Christmas that isn't even th- nobody even has Chinese food on Christmas no, Thank they goodness, don't
1: touch that anything at all
0: which yeah. you know thank goodness Cause that stuff we need to move away from, but yeah. So does it we, make you sad that all of your childhood is tainted by bigotry and misogyny?
1: <laughs> it, well, it certainly is something when you look back on some of this stuff. You go, oh boy, that you know. There's there's some things where uh, maybe it's it's not that big of a deal as a kid, but there are certainly things that you go, oh boy, yeah, you can't do that now. There's Disney Disney Plus has uh, warnings on some of the movies and some of the things where I'm like ah, I don't know if that's that big of a deal and then there's some where I'm like yeah I think you you probably
0: <laughs> some of that stuff's in the vault they don't want you to know they made it yeah
1: <laughs> I think their warning label is interesting too where it's like um, we don't believe in going back and changing art but this is essentially but it's
0: racist yeah 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 <laughs> Buckle up for a lot of racism. Yeah. (laughs) Trademark. One of my all-time favorite movies, it's still in my top five. It's a comedy. It's a murder mystery comedy, is Clue. Now, Clue has some jokes that don't hold up today when we're talking about standards. But I would love to be a part of a remake of it. And I know now we've got murder. I don't even know if murder mysteries, comedies, like Knives Out count because they're not. Are they supposed to be funny?
1: Well, I know we saw it, and I don't remember it being funny.
0: Right. It was entertaining, for sure. And it was like, it had a lot of cool surprise celebrity cameos. So I don't know where, I think they all sit firmly in the murder mystery comedy genre. But there are some that are too far-fetched and slapstick, like Murder by Death, that have the, top, the Hot Shots-style jokes and the Naked Gun-style jokes. And there's Haunted Honeymoon with uh, Gilda Radner and Gene Wilder that I used to love that are very broad Mm -hmm. but then there's clue which i think is closer to the less broad more realistic type Then there's so i married an axe murderer so i would love to be in a remake of clue because i love the game i played the game as a kid i love the music in it though i don't know are you allowed to use the same music when you do a remake i have no
1: idea i don't i'm not uh, a producer in hollywood
0: if you're a producer in hollywood listening to this let us know in the comments of our social yeah. presences. Yeah, it's. I don't know, like. Uh, but I don't know who I would be in it. Wadsworth, what would you? Uh, what would you remake? Wadsworth and Clue, like Tim Curry. He's the best part of
1: that movie. I feel like, first of all, the only Clue characters are like Professor Plum. So yeah. like the fact that you pulled out a Wadsworth, I'm like, I don't remember that in the game.
0: That's what made no, it wasn't part of the game. That's what made the movie interesting because they definitely did a great homage to the game, a lot of game references, but they extra, you know, they made it a fun modern for the era film. And um, yeah, I mean, Christopher Lloyd was Professor Plum. There's a lot of great stars, Michael Michael <laughs> not Keegan, Michael Key <laughs> Not Michael Keaton. Not Michael Ian Black. <laughs> McKean, Michael McKean.
1: Michael McKinnon. Michael McKinnon, the
0: amazing Michael McKinnon played Mr. Green. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Well, at least we got the
0: right Michael. I should have had coffee today. Thanks for joining us today. If you had a great time, let us know on social. Follow Kid Is In School on Twitter and The Kid Is In School on Instagram. Subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Be sure to throw us one of those five-star ratings and share with your friends. Oh, and do it quickly before the kid gets home.